welcome to Second Impressions, the show where we'll try anything twice. My name's Danica. And my name's Emma. Happy New Year again. And also happy your birthday. Happy my birthday. Thank you. It is my birthday and it's Chinese New Year. Yeah. Today's the fifth and it is both of those things. It's not the fifth when you're listening to this, but. It's the year of the pig. Oink, oink. Oh, that was really good. Wow. Thanks. It's one of my, like, weird little talents is I can make a pretty decent, like, pig sound. (laughs) You just, like, I don't even know how you do it. You just, like, rub your throat muscles together and you just go. (laughs) And that's my pig. Um, Yeah, man. I don't know anything about uh, pigs in the Chinese Zodiac, but... Uh, I'm excited for this year, regardless. Yeah, I think we tried to, like, look this up before, didn't we? I was looking up stuff, like, earlier today to be like, oh, it's today, like, it's happening, the year of the pig. And I was like, what are pigs all about? Um, But all I found was, like, a list of years of the pig and the different elements and stuff. But I also didn't look very hard, so... Well, uh, quick, <laughs> what do you want from me? quick overview, the pig is the last animal in the Chinese zodiac, so it, like, came in last in the great race that determined the order of the animals. Uh, next year will be the year of the rat. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so, but this site, ChineseNewYear.net, says that uh, they don't really stand out in a crowd, and they're really realistic. Um, others may be all talk and no action, but pigs are the opposite. Mm. Um, they're not wasteful spenders, uh, but they let themselves enjoy life. They also love entertainment and will occasionally treat themselves. Uh, hard workers, energetic, enthusiastic, even for boring jobs. <laughs> <laughs> well, we all need those, I guess. Yeah. Um, And then, like, depending on what your um, element is, so it depends on the year that you're born, there's, like, other characteristics that go with that, too. Right. Yeah. I think it's an earth pig this year. Uh, It certainly is. Yes. All right, pigs. This is is your year. This is your time. Get out and get shit done, because it seems like that's what you do. Get shit done. Getting shit done in 2019. I'm on board with that. Me too, but I haven't really accomplished that much in the first uh, month of this year, so, you know. Yeah. Slow and steady. <laughs> When's the race? Or comes last in the race. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just quietly, slowly getting shit done in 2019. Yeah. <laughs> I remember, like, when I was a kid, because um, I'm part Chinese, so I had, like, this book that was called The Great Race, and it was about how the um, Zodiac animals, like, came to be in the order that they're in. And I don't right. know, like, if, if this story is, like, the final say in the story of the Zodiac, but um, I don't remember, like, this one website says that the pig overslept and then came in last, but I don't remember that being the case. But I do remember that the rat kind of, like, cheated, and that's how the rat came in first. Yes. I know yeah. that the rat, like, yeah, the rat cheats and comes in first. Um, I think there's a version where the pig, like, stops to eat in the middle of the race, and that's why he comes in last. Oh, yeah, that sounds right. But it could also be that he overslept. It's one It's one of the two. He either was late to the race or he just, like, stops in the middle because he's like, mm, I need a snack. And I can I relate mean, to that. Yeah, I might be a horse, but I certainly can see a little pig in me. Yeah, dude, me too. <laughs> <laughs> and then the others, I don't really know. Or the bits that I do know literally only comes from, uh, do you remember Fruits Basket? Oh, yeah. The manga and anime? Yeah. Yeah. That's getting a remake, so I think that we're definitely doing that for the show. Oh, hard yes. I can actually see my, like, box set of it right now, so. Oh, my God. Bless. (laughs) 
Oh, I can't wait. I'm like actually going to watch. I don't watch anime really, but I will totally watch that anime because I just I love Fruits Basket. It's so cute. Love it. Love it. Yay. Uh, yeah, but we watched something else this week, didn't we? We sure did. But first, hey, Emma. Oh. Hey, Danica. <laughs> what are you drinking? What was that? Oh, <laughs> I just like completely forgot about the format of this show apparently <laughs> that's okay do you have do you have anything are you drinking anything? Uh, yeah actually i got a themed drink for our episode <laughs> what is it yeah. pink it sure is do you have a pink bubbly uh no i just have some strawberry milk oh i know i uh i didn't know what Holy i was drink I can't remember the last time I had strawberry milk. Literally, like, childhood for me. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know what I was going to drink. I, like, walked around the store. Couldn't really find anything that piqued my interest. And then I was like, oh, maybe I'll just go get, like, some, like, rose tea or something like that. And then I was, like, in the checkout at the grocery store. And I saw this, like, strawberry milk in the cooler. And I was, like, sold. Done. That is so fucking funny. I love that. It's delicious. Like, I'm not going to lie. Maybe I should try strawberry milk again. But I don't really like milk is the thing. I drink, like, alternative milk. Yeah. (laughs) That's not the right term for it. Is that the right term for it? It sounds weird. Um, Yeah, I like alternative milk. Yeah. (laughs) I'm on that that alt milk scene. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, That'd be a good name for a band. Alt milk. Alt milk scene. Yeah. It doesn't, um, yeah, that's fine. I don't know. Yeah, okay. Whatever. Let's start a band. Okay. All right. I don't play an instrument, but we'll figure it out. That, yeah. I, I can keep a beat. Cool. I'll just bang on something. Just, like, hit your leg with your hand. Yeah, just. <laughs> Perfect. Done. It's real banger. Love it. It is. Uh, hey, Danica. Fucking slaps. Hey, Emma. <laughs> what you drinking? It's my birthday. I'm drinking dark matter. Oh. Um, I had a nice lazy day today because it's my birthday and I can do what I want. And I requested that Keegan bring me home some beer because I was all out. And I really like dark matter. So I wanted a dark matter and he got me a dark matter. That's awesome. Go Keegan. Yeah, he's great. And he also got me a What the Huck because um, I also what the heck? Because What the Huck, man. Yeah. It's my birthday and I'll it's do what birthday. I want. <laughs> and I'll do what I want. So, yeah, it's good. It's just a good, comforting, dark beer that I always go back to because it is just nice. It's great. And it's got such a pretty label as well. It really does. I love it. I you love should. it. Uh, send me a pic of that and I will put it up on our gram. Will do. But remind me because I I will forget. It's been a while since I posted a what are you drinking? Yeah, and I keep thinking about that every time I have a different beer. Like when I had the Spectrum white chocolate stout. I was like, don't forget to take a picture of this. And then I forgot, so. I know we're not very good at the social media. (laughs) We're not, which is a shame because, like, we need people to fi- – how are people going to find our show? The answer, listener, is with you guys. You need to tell your friends because we're shit at social media. <laughs> <laughs> but follow us anyway. Yep. We'll give you quality content. It's not about the quantity. Yeah. This is a great show. We just sometimes forget to tell you about it. And, uh, yeah, like, last week we didn't have an episode. That was fine. Yeah, Emma was in New York, and we just didn't schedule things great. Yeah, it was a, a bit of a When we did have a window nightmare. of time, we were too tired. <laughs> too tired. It's cool. It happens. Just our pig tendencies coming out again. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so this week we have... A real good episode. I'm sure it'll be great. Episode. I've been really looking forward to this, so I'm yeah. stoked. So let's it's... just like fucking get into it. Let's fucking do it. What did we watch, Emma? Pretty in pink. 
what? Oh my god. So pretty and so pink. So pretty and so pink. 1986, John Hughes. If you don't know it, what are you doing? Go watch, watch it immediately it. because yeah. it's a classic. Iconic. Uh, yeah, man. All of those John Hughes, like, teen movies, especially the Molly Ringwald ones, like, mwah, yeah. chef's kiss. So chef's good. Chef's kiss. And do you have a favorite John Hughes movie? Okay. So uh, I actually was do- I was doing some research about this movie, and I was like, oh, let's look into John Hughes because I thought – that my favorite John Hughes movie was St. Elmo's Fire, but that's not a John Hughes movie. <laughs> oh, who did that one? I don't know. Somebody else. It doesn't matter. But um, Is he not, like, on it at all? He didn't no. produce it? No. write it? No. Okay. It just, like, stars um, some, you know, other famous 80s actors that was also in John Hughes movies at the time. So right, that's the one with um, Andrew McCarthy, right? Andrew McCarthy, um, Demi Moore. Uh, what's the name of the guy that plays Bender in The Breakfast Club? Oh, that guy. Yeah, Bender wow. from The Breakfast totally, Club. <laughs> totally forgot his name. Yeah, but that guy. <laughs> um. So then I was going through like John Hughes's um film filmography yeah yeah and uh i found some surprises in there like did you know that he did beethoven that movie about that dog the dog movie yes what he also did home alone what he also did national lampoon's christmas vacation what he also did uh like planes, trains, and automobiles. Do you know that film? I do know that film. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so all of these other films that like we do not associate with him are m- movies by him. You know, if they're not directed by him, they were written by him at least. So John Hughes, oh, you beautiful oh, bastard. Oh. And he also did a hundred and one Dalmatians, the live action one with Glenn Close. I love that movie. And the big surprise for me was Flubber. I don't. (laughs) (laughs) I was legitimately like, I don't know how you can surprise me anymore. I've already been surprised. And you did it. Wow. Man, okay, I don't remember the last time I watched Flubber, and I don't remember what the soundtrack is like, but can you imagine Flubber, but with, like, a really dope 80s soundtrack? <laughs> that sounds I great. think we should do Flubber for the show. Okay. Uh, just saying. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, so then I was having a bit of a struggle trying I'm to crying. pick my favorite John Hughes movie because so many of these movies were, like, my favorite in this category, but yeah, uh, I can only pick one. And honestly, um, I'm just going to not even think about all of my revelations that I made this last week. Um, So I'm just going to say Pretty in Pink is my favorite John Hughes movie. Oh, wow. That's convenient. That's the one we're talking about. Oh, my God. I need to like, I need to think about my answer now because you (laughs) just opened my mind to all of these other options. Um, God, I really like Home Alone. Um, I watched that a couple of times, like, this last Christmas, and, God, that's a good movie. Uh, it might still be The Breakfast Club, though. That's a great one, too. A classic. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably between those two, and then also, uh, Pretty in Pink is, like, coming up. Yeah. Coming up there in third. I mean, I love The Breakfast Club, but, um... Like, when I was a teenager, Pretty in Pink was one of those movies I could just have on, like, all the time and watch it. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Well, let's do first impressions then. Cool. Great. What do you remember about the first time uh, you watched this movie? Um, 
I don't remember exactly when the first time I watched this movie was. It might have just been, like, on TV or something like mm-hmm. that. But I do remember having a bit of, like, a 80s teen movie, like, saga, I guess, in high school when my stepdad, who is, like, you know, um, he would have been, like, a teenager or, like, in his 20s. In his 20s, sorry, in the 80s. Um mm-hmm. He was, like, introducing me to, like, all of these films that he thought I would like. So um, I'd already seen, like, The Breakfast Club. That was the one I had seen. And then, um, like, St. Elmo's Fire. He introduced me to that one. A bunch of, like, the John Cusack movies. Um, like, Below Zero. <laughs> That's the one I I don't think, think I've ever seen Below Zero, actually. It's – I think Andrew McCarthy's in that one, too. Um, oh, cool. I like John and- Cusack. Yeah, he was great in the 80s. And then um, a bunch of, like, Nicolas Cage ones from the 80s, like uh, Valley Girl. And, um, yeah, just, and Robert Downey Jr. also. Um, Young Robert Downey Jr. is fucking hilarious. Oh, yeah. And he's, like, such a weird little, like, awkward bad boy. Yeah. Like, he can do both of those things very well. Yeah. Um, I found out that they wanted, or they were considering, him as Ducky in Pretty in Pink. Yes, uh, that would have been very strange. Uh, Am I getting oh, that wait. right? Robert Downey Jr. for Ducky? Yeah. Uh, sorry, yeah. it was called, that Below Zero is called Less Than Zero, and it does have Andrew oh. McCarthy, but it has Robert Downey Jr., not John Cusack. My bad. Anyways. Doesn't matter. I haven't seen it either way. It also has James Spader in it. Wow. A lot of these actors, like, overlap with yeah. a lot of John Hughes movies. Um, um, and I found out that that was just kind of because he, like, liked working with these people. Yes. Um. So he would, when they would finish shooting a movie, he would immediately start writing the next one. Yes. Because he was just sad to see everyone go. And he was just like, I just want to work with these people again, so... I love just that. write another movie for them. <laughs> yeah. I love that so much. Yeah, that's nice. Um, yeah, so I think, like, my first experience with Pretty in Pink was during that era of all of these, like, 80s teen flicks. And um, I watched a lot of them, and somehow this one just kind of, like, made it through the noise and was one of those movies that I just, like, kept going back to. Um, like, The Breakfast Club... Like St. Elmo's Fire, uh, Dirty Dancing also, like those were, I think those are like my big four, like I'd watch them all the time. And I've seen um, Dirty Dancing so many times. Oh my God. The week that Patrick Swayze died, I think I watched it like five times. Aww. Was it like the first episode of New Girl when you would just watch the movie and cry? Uh, yeah, not as hard as just us in that show, but <laughs> it was an emotional experience. And still, like, um, it's one of those movies I, like, can't not watch. Like, I can't sit on the couch and, like, be on my phone and have Dirty Dancing on and pay attention to my phone. Like, I have to watch the movie. Oh, yeah, and you can't walk away, like, halfway through. No. You have to watch the whole thing. God, no. Uh, yeah. Um... So, yeah, uh, Pretty in Pink, like, I've seen it definitely more than once, so I'm having a hard time, like, placing my first impressions of the movie, but obviously, like, I've seen it so many times that I just love it. It was a great um, movie, I think, especially for, like, a teen girl, because Andy in the movie, she's just so, like, confident and sure of herself, and um, even though she's a little different. Mm Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Great movie. Uh, The first time I watched it, and uh, also the second, third, fourth, fifth, however many times after that. Do you remember, uh, when's the last time you watched it? Years ago. I haven't seen it in so long. Um, Yeah, Because it kind of, like, came out of that need to watch those, like, teen movies, you know? So I was just watching other things. Um, but mm-hmm. it, so it was really interesting, like coming back to it. Yeah. And like, I also feel like I don't remember the last time I watched it, but it's been a long time. And I uh, don't have cable. 
haven't had cable for many years now. Yeah. Um, but whenever I'm like staying with my parents or back when I did have cable, I feel like if like an old Molly Ringwald movie was going to be on, it was either going to be Breakfast Club or Sixteen Candles. And Pretty in mm. Pink was just kind of one of like it didn't come on as often as those two did. Right. Um so yeah, I I don't I don't remember. I don't remember the first time I watched it and I don't remember the last time I watched it. <laughs> but I have wa- but I know that I've watched it multiple times like yeah. in between then. Yeah. Um yeah, man. I really liked Andy, Molly Ringwald's character. I thought she had great like weird fashion. Yeah. And she was just this really like just this competent like put together teenager even though she was like quote unquote a loser like she was smart and doing well in all of her classes and she was basically taking care of her dad uh because he didn't take very good care of himself and uh, she was like making her own outfits at the same time and i was just like wow look at her go she's doing all these things and she was like cool in her own way like, she worked at this record store, which I thought was cool, and she went out to shows all the time, which I thought was cool, and uh, I just thought that she was very, I don't know, like, you wanted to be her, even though she was a loser, right, at her rich kid high school. Yeah. And I remember liking Ducky more than Blaine when I was younger. Mm. And I remember being really confused when it was, like, so... I just didn't really understand the appeal of Blaine. Right. When I was younger, because I was like, oh, he's just a pretty boy, and he's rich. Yeah, yeah. But that's it. Whereas Ducky, you got more of, like, his personality and his, like, background and stuff. And you're like, oh, here's this, like, cool, weird guy who's been your best friend for so many years. And he's totally in love with you. Just go with that. Um. So I remember not totally getting it as a kid or as a teen right uh the best scene was definitely like the otis redding scene oh yeah iconic record shop so good so good (laughs) and yeah that was one scene that like always stuck out to me and then i remember um the thing that made me so angry was that i really didn't like the prom dress that she made and that really oh, pissed me off. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like she gets this um like really classic kind of like 50s fit and flare poodle skirt thing, like that sort of silhouette dress from Iona. And yeah. she cuts it up and makes it into this completely different dress which I thought was so unflattering and I hated it so much and I remember <laughs> being pissed off for years about that. I was yeah. like, that dress sucks. You ruined a perfectly good dress. You should have just worn the other one the way it was. Um, and that made me mad for a long time. But I just really liked that old style silhouette. Yeah. Apparently uh, Molly Ringwald didn't like that dress either. That's so funny. Yeah. That's such a shame. Yeah. Ah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That um, really stuck I, out to me. I was never... Um, a fan of Ducky more than Blaine. And oh yeah, I, yeah. Uh, I figured it out. I figured out why this time. So I'll talk about that later. But, yeah. Yes. Um, me too. So we'll have yeah. to. We'll definitely. We'll uh. We'll talk about that. We'll get back to uh, that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. It's just such a cool movie. Like that's the one thing I really love about um, like the John Hughes movies, especially, is that they can make just really what's supposed to be like the lamest person supposedly like seems so cool and um i don't know you just like want to be them yes i totally agree yeah sweet memories (laughs) (laughs) yeah i love it i remember i've definitely watched this movie like a few times and i've always enjoyed it um but i haven't like sat down and really watched it and like analyzed it 
in mm-hmm. years and years and years. So there were definitely things that I uh, forgot. So I was excited to get back into it and like yeah, really figure it out and be like, do I like it as much as I think I do? Or do I only like it because of the couple scenes that I remember? And yeah. am I still going to hate the dress? <laughs> <laughs> Big question. Yeah, those were the things that I was trying to figure out. It was like, am I still going to like Ducky? Am I still going to hate the dress? And is the Otis Redding scene still as funny as I think it is? <laughs> well. And that's kind of what, that's what I was here for. Let's, uh, let's get into it then. Start answering those questions. Yeah. Okay. Second impressions. What did you think? Um, I still like the movie. I had a really good time. I know I'm like jumping ahead to the rubric, but, um, I had a great time watching this movie and I'm so glad because I would have been really fucking upset if I hated this movie now. I know, right? It's like, (laughs) there was a lot of pressure. (laughs) Yeah. It's just like got this special part, this special place in my brain and I was going to be so mad if I ended up not liking it. Yeah. Um, but that didn't happen. So yeah, good. It was definitely like interesting watching it from like a more adult perspective. Like we've talked about this in past episodes where um, certain things that you like romanticized as a teen or I idolized or whatever, like they just aren't the same now. Um, but mm-hmm. um, it was kind of funny too because I was able to put like reasons to a lot of the feelings, different feelings that I have about this movie, because I do like it as a whole, but there are things that I don't like about this movie. Yes, I totally agree. And that is, like, one of the benefits of being older, I guess, is because you can figure out the reason behind your emotions Yeah, and explain them logically. You can be like, oh, I'm feeling this because of X, Y, Z. Whereas yeah. when you're younger, you're just like, I'm feeling this. This is how I'm feeling. And it doesn't matter why, but this is how I feel. But now we can, like, analyze ourselves, too, and be like, this is why I don't like this. Or this is why I do. And it's just, yeah. like, it's very gratifying to have logic behind your feelings. It's like, yeah. ah, yes, the best of both worlds. Yeah, exactly. And I think the biggest revelation for me was... Um, that I really enjoy the first half of this movie, but I don't really get the second half. Like, it doesn't really make sense to me. It seems a little disjointed. Starting from what point? Um, I think it's starting from when, I guess, after Andy and Blaine's, like, first date, and then he asks her to prom. And then totally avoids her. And then, well, and then the second half of the movie, I just, yeah, it's just like, I can't really follow the reasoning behind almost anyone's actions, you know? Yeah. I mean, why does um, he? That. Yeah. Anyways. You go. (laughs) Well, because like, so in the beginning of the movie, um, let's talk about Blaine. Like, he is so persistent. He likes Andy. He wants to like get to know her he takes all of these risks to just ask her out on a date like going to the courtyard where all of the like alternative kids hang out and going to her record store where he doesn't exactly like fit in and Mm -hmm. um you know he he totally he he wants it so bad and trying to get it yeah he like uh totally ignores like the advice of his friend steph and just goes, yeah. just fucking goes for it. And I was like, yes, this is why I like Blaine. And then the second half of the movie, he's like listening to Steph and being like a little bitch about it and just like <laughs> totally ignores Andy and like lies to her. And mm-hmm. it just doesn't really make a lot of sense, I think. Yeah, that's fair. Um, and I do sort of agree with that. I'll I'll play devil's advocate for like a minute, which is just that like they go on their they go on their date and they do the whole like he takes Andy to the rich kid party. Yeah. Which sucks because Andy feels really out of place. And so then they leave and then Andy takes Blaine to like the club that she always goes yeah. to. And then he feels really out of place. 
And he's like, oh, no, like, I knew that she wasn't going to fit in with my friends, but I also really don't fit in with these people. Um, So then maybe he's starting to, like, I don't know, overanalyze things and picking things apart. And he's just like, did I do the right thing? Like, was it worth pursuing her for it to just it's just not going to work out? So why should I even try? I feel like that's probably what's going on in his brain. Um, but we just don't get to see that. We see mostly his conversations with Steph, which is, like, not great or convincing because Steph's an asshole, and we know that from the second we meet him. Uh, I don't know why they give that... I don't know why they give Steph as much screen time as they do. I think it's just, like, a glimpse into the world that, like, Blaine does belong to. I guess so. Because, um, like, Andy... And Blaine, they both seem a little bit, like, outsiders to their, like, respective worlds. Like, yeah. Like, Andy is, um, like, going to this very good school on a scholarship. But she's, like, so smart. So she doesn't really fit in with, like, all of the other, like, poor kids um, in that world. Uh, but Blaine doesn't seem to necessarily, like, fit the mold of, like, the super rich preppy kids either. So. Yeah. I don't know. I think, like, um, you know, we don't really get a glimpse into Blaine's life other than, like, through Steph. Yeah, which is such a bad lens. And it just makes us dislike the rich kids more. Yeah. Um, but that might God, also I love be this the movie. point, too. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> it's so good. There's so many, like, great like classic tropes in it it's like the star-crossed lovers and it's like oh and oh no like classism it's like oh the rich kid and the poor kid and oh no and then there's prom and it's like oh my god prom it's all leading up to prom and i just like it's but it's so well done that you almost forget like how cheesy and like done those themes are yeah like they do a pretty good they do a pretty good job of it of it like it's still pretty blatantly like in your face like oh she's poor and he's rich so they can never work out but overall it's like still a really good time and a really like compelling film because of the characters yeah so yeah yeah <laughs> it's good i really like i really like this movie <laughs> I had a really good time. <laughs> That's so good. I'm glad. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, I just loved it. Yeah. One of my favorite things is uh, I got a real, like, new appreciation for Iona. I love her. Oh, yes. Okay, she was always her. my favorite character. And I'm happy to say that after this watch, she is still my favorite character. She's a fucking Iona. badass. Oh, she's perfect. Yeah. I love her so much. Yeah. Everything she does is, like, amazing. Amazing, and you just, like, pay attention to her, like, um, and it's not just the outfits, like, her personality and um, just her lines and all that stuff, like, they just make you pay attention. Totally. She's, like, this great, I don't know, weird role model for Andy. Yeah. Because she can't, there are certain things that she can't talk to her dad about because she's taking care of him and, like, I don't know. It's just, like, it's weird on some levels. Yeah. Um, But I do like their, I do like their relationship. Their relationship is very good. Yeah. Um, And so, yeah, Iona becomes, like, Andy's weird mom who curses Perfect. a lot. Yeah. And dresses weird and is also still figuring out her dating life. (laughs) (laughs) She's just she's just great. And I just love her. And yeah. 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 More Iona. Oh, my God. I want so bad that like white tee and leather dress is like her first outfit that she wears in the film. It's so cool. Oh, is that when she turns around and it's also like backless? Yeah. 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 I love that. And I was just like, oh, my God, like, she can't wear a bra with that. And she looked great. She looks great. <laughs> great. Amazing. <laughs> and her hair is, like, in a ponytail, but then the front of it is, like, also, like, spiked out. Yes. Yes. Oh, man. 
such great looks on Iona. And it just made me uh, wonder, like, how long it took the, like, hair department to make that hairstyle. Oh, man. I learned a fun fact about this film this week. Let me know. What is it? So the very last scene, like, at prom. Yeah. Um, They reshot it because they changed the ending. Mm-hmm. Because originally she and, like, Andy and Ducky were going to end up together. Yeah. And test audiences hated it, yeah. so they reshot it so that Andy and Blaine ended up together. And John Hughes Which was I think so w- mad about that. I think it was the right call, though. He wanted Andy and Ducky to end up together, and it was, like, the studio that, like, pressured him into... Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, carry on. Yeah. Anyway, um, so... They had, like, they had rap shooting and everything was done and Andy, uh, Andrew, Andy McCarthy, maybe that's what he goes by, Andrew McCarthy, um, had, like, buzzed his hair really short for another role that he was taking on and then they had to go back and refilm prom, so during that scene, he's wearing a wig. (laughs) What? Yeah. Oh my god. Because his hair was buzzed really short, so he's wearing a wig. Oh, now I have to go, like, watch that scene and see if I can spot the difference. I mean, like, I don't know. It's not, like, totally obvious, but he is wearing his hair slightly differently. Mm. But you you ignore it because you're like, oh, it's prom. Like, he's wearing his hair differently for prom. That's fancy. But, yeah, no, it's just a, it's, yeah, it's just a wig. <laughs> um, oh. Yeah. Who do you want to... Who did you want Andy to end up with? Oh, Blaine, one hundred percent. Yeah, me too. I've never, I've never wanted Andy to end up with Ducky, like even when I was a teen. Um, well, I mean, I did when I was a teen, but yeah. maybe we can talk about that now, about why Ducky kind of sucks. <laughs> yeah, Ducky is very like problematic for me, <laughs> which like sucks because he's such a great character in so many aspects, but like. How he treats Andy is not great. No, it makes you wonder why she's put up with him for so many years. Yeah, and um, this, like, re-watching of the movie just kind of made me really, like, see what their relationship is like. Like, they're friends, but they're supposed to be best friends, but then they both make certain decisions that... I would never do to my best friend. You know, I feel I don't like know they. You. No, I feel like they love each other. Yeah. In a friend way, while Ducky not so much because he clearly like yeah. is fully romantically in love with Andy. But like Andy definitely loves Ducky because mm-hmm. they have this like long friendship, and uh, she, he's like part of her family basically, and she can't let that go. But I don't think that they like each other that much. You know. Yeah, at least, like, I don't think Andy likes Ducky very much. Yeah, well, definitely not. No. She straight up tries to avoid him sometimes and... Or just, like, ignores him. Or just fully ignores him. I think that he is just, like, her weird little brother. Yeah. And she's like, I'm not going to get rid of you, and I do love you as a person, but fucking leave me alone like shut up i don't want to hang out with you yeah um and i think that like uh relationship between them that whole like feeling of them being more like siblings than anything is kind of partly why i never thought that like ducky was the right choice for her yeah i was like how can she end up with him they're it's it's too close they're too close (laughs) Yeah, and I definitely, like, get that now. Yeah. And also, Ducky is just, like, so mean to her. Yeah, he's, like, such a dick. Yeah, he's not supportive of her at all, and he's just, like, weird and clingy. I just, I think, I feel like I would have really enjoyed seeing their relationship before Ducky fell in love with her to see what their friendship was actually like. Yeah. Because we only see Ducky when he's infatuated with her and he's being this like weird crazy controlling person and i wonder like there was definitely a period of time when they had just like a normal friendship right i would just love to see that (laughs) yeah 
Because I just feel like I would like Ducky more because he's such an ass in this film. And now I'm wondering why I ever thought he was great beforehand. Yeah, I agree. Um, And that's like part of why the second half of the movie like didn't really make sense to me was because like if they were supposed to have this great friendship or relationship or whatever, he just completely like ices her out. And um, that that just like doesn't make sense to me. If you're yeah, if you're gonna date a rich kid, then we're not friends anymore. And like, a but buddy also, I like still love you, and I yeah. I want all of your attention all the time. Yeah, and then he just like decides to like bounce back at prom and be like a nice guy. I don't know. Yeah, I feel like there's a there's a missing piece there, because like, how did I feel he like know? There's a couple. <laughs> there's a couple missing pieces. Because how did Ducky know that Andy was gonna go to prom, even though she wasn't going with Blaine? And, like, it doesn't seem like Andy told anybody, so I don't know. She just, she shows up, and he's also there, and he wasn't going to go to prom. So, like, I don't know, man. They just both end up at prom, and they look great. I like the dress more now. I still don't love it, but I like it more now. Yeah. It's weird. Very weird. (laughs) Very weird. (laughs) So, yeah, anyway. In this, in this watch, I like Ducky less, and I like the dress more. Um, there's, like, three boys that have a crush on Andy, and she's supposed to be this, like, loser. Yeah. Um, I don't understand. I thought that that was, I don't know. I thought that that was very, like, manic pixie dream girl. Uh, yeah, which definitely. maybe Molly Ringwald was in the mid-80s. Yeah. Yeah, because she's, like, she's supposed to be this, like, weird girl who has this, like, weird fashion sense, and she doesn't fit in at the school, and she's poor, and blah, 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 and yet Ducky and Blaine and Steph all have crushes on her. Well, I feel like, um, I understand why Ducky might like her, you know? Uh, Right. And I kind of understand why Steph is interested I don't understand why Blaine is interested at first and why he goes to such lengths to get her, you know? Yeah, that's true. We don't have any history on their relationship as well. He's just suddenly interested. Yeah. And he's got to get her. Yeah. Dude, can, we, think- <laughs> can we talk about the library, like, chat scene? Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Because that was one of the scenes that I 100% forgot about. Yeah, me too. And it just... Me too. It brought me so much joy watching it. Oh, my God. I was like, oh, my God, I forgot about this. And it's so weird. It doesn't make sense at all. No. No. Where did he get the skill from? He's like a hacker boy now. I have no idea. Because she's like, what is she doing? She's reading, like, history or something. Yeah. And all of a sudden he hacks in to like he hacks into the mainframe to chat with her (laughs) in her like encyclopedia program it's it's i don't understand it weird it's really weird it's super weird it's super weird but i really like it and then they stand up and they're like at opposite like little computer cubicles looking at each other oh it's great yeah yeah like, that kind of scene would make sense now. You know, you just, like, chat somebody. <laughs> uh, but at the time, not so much. It's interesting. It was awesome, though. Like, I loved it. It doesn't make any sense, but I loved it so much, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Ugh. Oh, and the other thing that really threw me off was um, in Andy's gym class... The girls wear gym dresses. Oh, yeah. That was weird. Their gym uniform is like a dress. Yep. Gotta keep that femininity on 100% at all times. Gotta let your downstairs breathe. Aw, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, okay. I don't know. Um, I thought that it was weird that Steph was into Andy. Like, I guess I get it because 
she's like the one girl that he can't get or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I really wasn't sure if they were going to touch on that fact again because it's brought up at the very beginning of the film where Steph is like talking to her and he's like, I've had a thing for you for four years. So when are you going to go out with me? And like, I can get whatever girl that I want. So just that means you too. So come on and give it up and let's go out. And she was just like, no. And then he spends the whole movie hating her. Yeah. And I really didn't think that they were going to bring it back around, but they do only at the very end, like at prom when Blaine confronts him about it. I found that very satisfying, but I also found it a little bit weird. Like, yeah. Steph could have just been a bad guy. He didn't have to have a crush on Andy. I think that um, I kind of saw it as just, like, a reason for him to just be hating on Blaine and Andy's relationship. Sure. Like, this is the reason that he's trying to, like, break them up. Like, it goes beyond them just not belonging together, but he's, like, jealous, too. That is a good point. It makes it, like, a little bit more deeper than just classism. I just didn't love it, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um. Obviously, there's, like, other choices that could have been made, but we're stuck with this movie now. <laughs> it is the way it is. Um, was there anything else that you wanted to talk about? Uh, no, I think we hit we hit it all. Dunked on the right parts. <laughs> Didn't dunk on the other parts. Oh, the Otis Redding scene is still great. Oh, 100%. Like, can't go wrong. Even though... It's still, like, my favorite scene. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even though we dunked on Ducky, like, that was a great fucking scene. Apparently, um... John Cryer wore through quite a few pairs of shoes. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, it's not like any of his shoes in character are, like, in great condition to start out with. Yeah. So he's probably starting with them, like, 80% done already. Yeah. That's Um, really funny. Yeah. Oh, and then the last, like, fun fact I learned about this movie. So um, I was kind of reminded of it when you were talking about how uh, when, like, a movie wrapped, John Hughes would start the next project to, like, keep working with the same people. So, okay, two things, actually. Um, The first thing is that, so he was unhappy with the studio ending, with um, Andy and Blaine ending up together. So he wanted to work on another movie with Molly Ringwald. Um, that would just kind of be like a pretty in pink redo where Andy would actually end up with Ducky, but it would be different characters, obviously. Um, Right. And like a maybe slightly different story, but not really. Yeah. And, uh, Molly Ringwald just like wasn't interested. And, um, I guess like the story is, is that John Hughes took it personally and that's why they didn't work together after that. Oh no. Um, but the uh, the second fun fact I have is that John Hughes actually wrote this movie um, after the song that came out, Pretty in Pink. Yes. Because uh, yeah. Molly Ringwald asked him to. Yeah, I found, I realized that as well. I was hearing about that. Um, I thought that's yeah, so cute. Yeah, so she... It is cute. She, like... I don't know. Who sings that song again? The Psychedelic Furs? Yeah. Yeah, I guess she, like, gave him that song or that album or something and was just like, oh, listen to this. Like, you might like this. They had worked together on uh, Breakfast Club and Sixteen Candles already, Mm -hmm. so they had, like, a pretty close working relationship. Yeah. And he listened to it, and he really liked the song, and he couldn't get it out of his head, so he wrapped Sixteen Candles and wrote Pretty in Pink, like, the week after. Love it. Love it. Pretty good. Pretty And obviously, like, wrote the character of Andy specifically for Molly Ringwald. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I never knew, like, how young she was in all of these films. Like, Breakfast Club, Sixteen Candles, and Pretty in Pink. Oh, yeah, because they all came out so close together. 
Yeah, and she and like she wasn't was like, even twenty yet. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. Awesome. Okay, let's wrap things up. The okay, John Hubrick time. Oh shit! You did it! <laughs> I did it! Oh, I love it! Thank you. Oh, I love it so much. Our John Hubrick. If we uh, uh, do any other John Hughes movies, I'll have to remember it. Oh, we should. We should. They're great. Hmm. I'm trying to think of other films though, because like Maybe I've seen both Breakfast, Breakfast Club. Club. We could. I haven't. I haven't seen it for like a handful of years, but. Yeah. Um, 16 Candles for me would actually be a second impression because I've only seen it once. Oh, okay. That one might be worth doing because it is like a comedy and I'd be curious to see if you actually find it funny. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And then we could do Flubber. (laughs) And then we can do Flubber. Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think that would... That would be a true second impressions for me as well. I think I've only seen it once. <laughs> I've Maybe definitely twice, seen it like 10 times. Really? Okay. It was like one of wow. my favorite movies when I was a kid. It was so funny to me. Okay, we gotta, we gotta, because yeah. like I don't really remember anything. Cool. Okay. Uh, Great. Okay, fun factor. <laughs> fun factor. Dude, it was so fun. I was so excited to do this movie again, and it really held up. So, yeah, it was great. I love it. 10 out of 10 for me. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, 10 out of 10 weird prom dresses. 10 <sighs> out of 10. Yeah. Yeah, uh, weird prom dresses. Yeah, it was super fun. I really enjoyed watching it. Um, and it was just, like, a great chance to, like, revisit this old favorite. And I love knowing that I still love it, so... Me too. It, it's very comforting when you go back to things that you loved and you still love them. Yeah. We've been disappointed before. We have been. You heard it here, It hurts. Folks. Yeah. We've been hurt before, and yet we still do it, because sometimes you get a gem like this one. Yeah. Uh, Somebody's got to do this work. Yeah. So was it worth it? Totally worth it. Oh, my God. Yes. I want to watch it again. <laughs> oh wait that's the next question <laughs> shit that's okay two questions two and three answered um yeah i thought it was so worth it i really um enjoy that now i like you know have a reason why i thought that like blaine and andy were such a better fit why i feel like certain ways about like certain points of the movie and um yeah it was just like great figuring it all out you know I feel like maybe we didn't actually like conclude our thoughts on why we think Andy and Blaine should have should like well, get together the way that it ended up. Ducky was trash. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I agree. Okay, yeah. Um, Never but mind. also we summed it up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like the other alternative. Well, I guess there are, are really two alternatives. Like either she ends up with Ducky or she ends up alone, and. Yeah. I don't think that she deserved to end up alone Mm -hmm. because, um, you know, like this romance wasn't something she was actively seeking out, but, um, I think it was good for her, you know, to kind Mm -hmm. of have to open up to people a little bit more. And, um, (laughs) Ducky is just not an option in my eyes. Like she didn't deserve that. So. I agree. Ducky is kind of an ass and it would have been a disservice for her to end up with him yeah. even though that's what John Hughes wanted but like his character is just not great for her yeah um and you know like Andy and Blaine just really like each other and they put all of this work and dedication into being like no we're going to try really hard and we're going to make this work even though like our friends don't agree with it and you know they didn't even really try that hard when they kind of like gave up or when Blaine gave up on it so it was just nice it just felt right for them to like really give it the old college try I did really like also how um Blaine 
pursues her, like, before they get together. Um, like, he doesn't do it with his popularity or his, like, good looks or anything like that. He's not like, oh, you should go out with me. And then she's like, no. And then he's like, ask again. And she's like, no. And then he asks again. She's like, fine. But he actually, like, seeks her out and, like, you know, does it a better way (laughs) than that. He tries to relate to her. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I just really, um, like, thought that that was a great you know, point for him and his character. And he's not using his money either. He's not, like, buying her things to be like, you should go out with me because I will buy you things. (laughs) You know, he's just just using his charm and his weird computer hacking skills. Yeah. And it worked. Yeah, exactly. Um, Yeah. Yeah, and, like, I'm willing to overlook that whole, you know, 20 minutes where he just completely blows her off. Like, I think that's so out of character um for the film that it's just like that's fine we'll just fast forward through that part we'll start up again okay but like have you ever seen someone be so angry about the fact that they're not being cheated on because andy confronts him (laughs) and blaine's like i asked another girl to prom and i forgot and she's like you liar you're a fucking blast blah 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 blah. and she's like screaming at him and ripping him a new one and because he's because he's lying and she's like you didn't ask another girl to prom you're just embarrassed to be seen with me yeah and i was like i have never (laughs) i have never seen someone so mad to know that they haven't been cheated on and it was just it was great it was a great (laughs) scene i really liked it (laughs) it was a great scene i love how she makes him cry god oh Bless. More boys crying in 2018, 2019, please. Please. Excuse me. Please. Also, if you have a time machine, more boys crying in 2018 also. <laughs> I'll work on it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was just thinking to any of our listeners out there. You never know yeah, who's I'll work listening. On um, so would I do it again? Yeah, 100%. I feel like this is one of those movies that I need to like own and have in my collection, which I don't. Me neither. But yeah, we should. Yeah. Yeah. Blu-ray, even. Whoa. 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 (laughs) I don't know if you want to go that far, dude. I'm committed. Damn. You know, I admire that. I admire that about you. Thank you. You're welcome. I'll see if I can get a two-for-one deal. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Do PlayStation 4s play Blu-ray? Yeah. Okay, then sounds good. <laughs> wow. Bone up on your nerd facts. I don't watch, like, hard copies of movies ever. Yeah, me me either, hardly. I, like, have a yeah. pretty good collection, but I never, like, bust it out once in a while, I guess, when the internet's down. <laughs> <laughs> I like finally finally collected some of my DVDs from my parents' house and brought them over and now they're just like sitting here because when I have free time and I'm like, oh, I wanna watch a movie, I'll just like find something on Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. Truth. So that's it for us, I guess. Absolutely. Uh so what about you, dear listener? What's your favorite John Hughes movie? You can also pick the surprise ones that I mentioned earlier. Who knew? Oh, my God. There's so many. Uh, I guess, like, another fun fact while I have my phone out, uh, you want to know what a newer John Hughes movie is? Because what? he was still is making it Aquaman? movies. Is it Aquaman? No, he died in 2009. Um, oh, I knew that. Damn it. But he was still making movies, like, up until that point. Um, oh, actually, he did have a movie come out in 2015. That was, like, the National Lampoon's Vacation that had, like, Ed Helms and Christina Applegate in it. Oh, I did not watch that. Uh, me neither. But the uh, last movie that he put out before his death, he just wrote the story for it, like, he didn't write the screenplay, was mm-hmm. Drillbit Taylor, starring Owen Wilson. <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, anyway, okay. <laughs> this guy did so many movies. So many movies. Um, let us know. 
You can tweet at us. We're on Twitter at ImpressionsPod. You can also let us know on Instagram or Facebook. We're on there at Second Impressions Podcast. You can always email us if you have ideas for future episodes at secondimpressionspodcast at gmail.com. Do you have a John Hughes movie that you want us to watch? Let us know. We'll probably do it. Do you know of any other weird movies that John Hughes worked on? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe he did lighting for something. Maybe he was a best boy on something. Do I know what a best boy does? No, No. but I see it in credits all the time, and uh, I would love for someone to tell me what that position means. Yeah, tell us in our email, okay? (laughs) There's no prize. If you just want to know, just spread the knowledge. Uh, I could easily Google this, but I'm not going to. No, we're going to wait for somebody to let us know. (laughs) Maybe Keegan knows, but... Probably Keegan knows everything. Yeah, he does know everything. That ginger spice. (laughs) Thank you, Keegan, for our artwork. Thank you, Travis, for our music. And thanks to all of you for listening. My name is Danica, and it's my birthday. Woo, happy birthday, Danica. It's your birthday. And your name's Emma. My name's Emma. It's not my birthday. It's Danica's. <laughs> okay. We love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.